0: Hi, my name is Tina Brinkley-Potts, and welcome to this episode of Amplify Your Expertise. You know, I created this show Amplify Your Expertise because I wanted to showcase how a lot of different people are commanding their intellectual property and creating an income and a lifestyle specifically for them. You know, not showing you yachts and and all of those kind of things, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but there are a lot of people right now who understand that the best thing they can do is learn the multiple ways that they can begin to monetize their own income because jobs are not guaranteed. And in fact, a lot of jobs as they used to be will go away uh, with technology, with, with the way that we're able to automate things. And I love automation. Um, the way that we used to do um, work is no longer necessary, so that is evolving and but one of the best ways in order to make an income is to really command uh, your intellectual property. Now, I want to tell you how important it is to really integrate all of you, not just that part you think people want to hear. And so I'm going to share one of my most vulnerable moments. Um, This is the first time I talked about my parents on stage. And so I want to set the scene a little bit before you actually watch it. People in my insider you know in my inner circle and all that they've seen, they've seen this video if i've uh, applied to speak for your event, you've probably seen this video, but other than that, nobody has seen it so I'm going to share it with you now, but before I share it, I want to preface a couple of things first and foremost, I want to say that I went to the world's greatest speaker training with Brendan Brouchard, Bo E. Thin, and Roger Love. And this year, the, the year that I'm going to share, they happened to have um, the guest was uh, Rachel Hassling, And, um, it was a phenomenal time. Now, before I went to World's Greatest Speaker Training, I was a speaker, I have was being paid to speak, but when I would go into a room, I would share the successes of my clients, or I would share um, just something else, but never, ever, ever, Was I really talking about my family, where I came from, not making them bad? I just, and not being ashamed either. So let's get that clear. Just the fact for me that it just didn't, it didn't seem like it matched where I was trying to go. And so in this clip you're going to see right before I, you know, was on the stage, I remember Bo Eason saying something to the effect of, you have to share that deepest most vulnerable story in order you know to really begin to connect to your audience number one does it help you you know connect to your audience but it also helps you because it kind of sets you free and so we had, you know we were in small groups and we were doing all of these you know group exercises together and so i was thinking in my brain how can i rearrange my talk and begin to and, you know incorporate what it was that he was saying um so then the funny part is is like you know i came prepared with the speech you know one of the keynotes that i already deliver you know i had already gotten it down into the little you know the time frame that they were going to give us i had all of that down pat. but the problem with that was it there was the things that I was learning in the room that wasn't in there. So, um, literally, um, they came back and you know they said, okay, after we did this group exercise, and I'm now trying to think of a way that I can kind of enter, you know, incorporate all of this into my talk. They were like, okay, we're going to start calling speakers onto the stage after lunch, and so after lunch i was the first person and so as you're looking at this video you're you know when you see me walking up onto the stage picture in your mind that in my head i'm sitting there going okay can i can't you know I, i didn't get this worked out yet i didn't add all of these things they were talking about yet okay i'm just going to go back to my tried and true and then and, you know, so I'm like, you know, the angel and the devil is kind of battling in my head. And I'm like, okay, am I going to go for it or am I going to just stick with what I know? I'm going to go for it am stick with what I know? And so you're going to watch this video where I actually just decided to go for it. And I am telling an intimate story that I had never told outside of my children. I don't even think I had told my kids at that point. But I'm telling a story that I had never told anybody. And... I, you know, the time ran out. I didn't really get to make the cross between how it really uh, was good and what I did now and this, that, and the other. But I'm sharing you, this video with you simply for this, that since then, I have now incorporated all of me. I try to live the same way um, whether I'm in front of a video or in front of a, pe- you know, a stage or whatever. I, I like living the same way no matter what. And so where I didn't feel like I was being disingenuous before, I just, I, you know, my, my motto is, is I get paid to be me. So I get paid to be the version of me that I want to be. So let me give you one more uh, little tidbit before you watch this video. Um, back then, I was not wearing makeup. I wasn't um, like, I wasn't making sure I was perfectly clothed before I had, you know, would go on stage or whatever, because I really wanted people to see me. I, you know, I wanted people to hire me because I was the smartest person and could implement the best and everything. I didn't care if you like how I dress or whatever. My goal in life, and this is gonna sound crazy to a lot of people, at that point in time, my goal in life was to be like Frank Kern. Like Frank Kern had this video or I saw him on stage where he came out with no shoes on, Holy jeans, hair was scraggly, and I was like, "Ah, that's what I wanna do." So when I woke up on this stage, you're gonna see my weave and my hair was separating, like because I just that stuff didn't matter to me. It didn't matter to me at all. It doesn't really matter to me much now. It's it's growing on me a little bit because I get to play with makeup with my daughter, right? (laughs) Like my daughter does makeup, and so like. I get to play with it. She didn't do this. I did it myself. She wouldn't claim this mess. But either way, I, like, I, I just, I was not that person. So again, when I say that this is kind of like a vulnerable moment, it is. But I have to tell you, I was on the stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And after that week, I mean, during that weekend, um, I had so many people walk up to me telling me similar stories, telling me how I helped free them to really go crush it when they left that room, because now they realize how their version of that story was actually holding them back. Um, How, how, Because I claim and count everything all joy, whether some people deem it to be bad or some people deem it to be good. Like I claim all of me. I love all of it because it brought me to who I am right now. So again, you know, there's so many other things I could say and there's so much more to that story again, but I was working it out on the stage. So, you know, if you are looking for people who no matter what those stories are behind the scenes that are really preventing you from um, going further, just know that there are people who are rocking that out every single day. Like we have an inner circle that just, you know, I don't care what your story is. I don't, I don't care. Like if you need help to work it out, we're gonna work it out. If you need help to resolve it so you, you can now claim it and it doesn't affect you every day any longer, then you know you should contact us. But first, watch this video. Um, it took me a long time to actually watch it, right? Like I couldn't even watch it um, because, again, I had never told that story before, but I'm sharing it with you now. And um, I hope it just helps you in your life. So, um, enjoy the video. Later, for now.
1: So, would you give an awesome welcome for this first person who does not know they're the first person, but who's going to kick some ass and bring the? Jordan. Is Tina Brinkley Potts? <laughs> Tina in the room.
0: Oh, my God. First. First. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Have a seat. Tina, you have three minutes there, my dear. And whenever you would like to begin, they will start that clock.
2: Let's do
0: it. Let's do it, she says, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So, you know, In the 10th grade, I skipped, cut like half of my classes. And you know, most people just think I was being a disobedient teenager, but you know, you're already having a lot of problems as a teenager. But on top of it, my mother was an alcoholic. My mother was the type of alcoholic that would scrape up change to get a beer instead of buying toilet paper. And so I finally went back to school one day, and I, you know, of course, they're going to call me down to the principal's office. And so I go walking around the corner, and I hear one of the counselors, whose name was Miss Dean, say, you know, she's a really smart girl, but she doesn't have a chance. And I went home that night. And, you know, I was going to talk to my dad. And my dad was this mild-mannered, you know, he never got mad about anything. Literally, I could go in and, you know, I'm almost like a black Italian because I talk with my hands. And so (laughs) I would go in and, you know, I would be ticked about something. And he would just laugh and crack a joke. So this day I go in and I'm like, you need to leave her because she's ruining my life. You need to leave her. And then this mild mannered man smacked the living crap out of me. And then after we both calmed down, what he told me was, you don't know your mom's story. And what you don't know is that that's the love of my life. And that she endured rape, incest, and a lot of other things. And he told her that he was going to take her away from that, and she would never have to go back to it again. So that day I learned compassion. And in my life I always make sure I take that compassion with me wherever I go. So now in my home health company I take care of seniors. People who are forgotten. People who may not see another living soul in a day. And I send people to take care of them, to help with their baths and you know things like that. And you know, I also do another thing. I seem to have this thing for people who are older than me. So, I know that there's another generation right now that's lost. And those are the baby boomers. The baby boomers who in 2008, because of this economic crash, lost jobs. Now, when they lost these jobs, they were expected to work for what they made 10 years ago. Do you remember how much it cost 10 years ago for gas?
3: Ah, good job.
4: Mr. Love. Fantastic. I mean, she's wonderful. Great melody, right? You like to go wide with the corners of your mouth all the time, right? And so I don't want you to go wide all the time because what happens when you go wide all the time, I start, the words start blending in together. Okay. And also, you want to, you want to change your voice because also, I felt like you were, you had the same, a bit of anger all the time with the way that you spoke. It was kind of like this. And, and I'm not angry all the time, but I am. And I'm happy, but now I'm not happy. And now I'm mad, and now I'm not mad. And so you actually, it's okay for you to like, all of a sudden be airy and light and high and be like, oh, this is my happy voice. And I and have a character that I'm, I'm happy. And then I'm gonna go back to this, and then now I got this, and then I got this. So, so it's okay to really change it up instead of just the melody changes. Also, you never wanna do this. Cause you wanna do that sometimes as like a placeholder. You don't get to do that. Just through. Beautiful. Fantastic job.
3: All right, Tina. Great. Black Italian, right? Black Italian. Love it. I love the hands, right? But you know what I want you to do? I want you to do this one thing. I want you to always do this from now on, right? Every time you move your hands and you're in here. This goes for everybody. You're in here telling a story. That's cool. I want you here. Not here. Here not here when especially when you're on stage people will not be able to look away do you understand because this is called extension now this might feel too much when you're talking when you're having a glass of wine with somebody but on stage this is not too much you understand cuz you you keep it in here but you got physicality man don't let that let that go to waste and when don't wander and don't rock this is rocking this is rocking don't do that if you want to move move then deliver then move with a purpose, then deliver. But don't rock, foot, you know, back and forth, okay? It's perfect, great, a lot of power, okay? And I love that your mom's an alcoholic, and you shared it, because how many other people got that? That connects you. Good job.
2: All right, first of all, I thought you were incredible. And one of the things that I look for the most when I'm listening to somebody is, do I feel something? And I felt you right away, so I love that. And I love that you were willing to be so vulnerable and tell something so personal, because that's so important. Where you started to lose me is that I didn't quite get the connection. I was wondering, well, where is she going with this? And when I'm listening to people, I'm always listening in terms of, Can I put them on TV, which I know isn't what you were thinking when you came up here because you didn't know you'd be judged in this capacity. Um, But I'm always thinking, well, where are they going? Where are they going? So in that environment, I'd be looking to make that connection a little sooner, but I stayed with you the whole time because I felt you. Does that make sense? And so I would have been willing to stick with you because I was feeling something, and that's always way more important to me than getting Uh... to the end goal. That's it. I thought you were awesome. Thank you. I thought you were
1: awesome. Thanks. You know what I saw when she got done and she was like, oh, I didn't get done. You see that? that? That you became really animated after the speech? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I didn't get that. And she came, fan- look at her, look at her. Look at that fun. Look at that fun. Do you see that fun? I want to see that fun. I want to see that fun to come out. Like, I saw when you came up, you're like, here we go. And you had a little fun in it. Let that come to life even when you are a kid, a little bit. Let, let a, little, a little bit of that flit out. Okay. Three simple things, though. First one, characterizing. Mm -hmm. When you go into your dad, Mm -hmm. right, that male role, stand somewhere else and say it stronger. Stand differently. Just stand differently when you're speaking about, when you use someone's voice, stand differently. Bo is really great at showing that, right? Stand differently. Mm -hmm. Second thing is about the pause. When when he said that, pause, let it hold two, three more beats. That pause will make it sink in and well us up in tears. How many were almost up in tears? Third thing, point. What's the point for the audience? Know what that is and say it. Okay. Give it a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>